everyone. Welcome to Barside Chats. I'm Brian the Gleeman. And I'm Matt, the innkeeper. And this is a Wheel of Time podcast from the Dusty Wheel. We're back at the Barside once again. I'm your host, Brian the Gleeman. And today we're going to talk to a pretty amazing nerd about some deep dives into the screen time on the first season of the Wheel of Time TV series. But first, if you haven't played the Wheel of Time themed Wordle game, check it out. Wordle.barsidechats.com. In many ways, it's more difficult than a regular Wordle game because all the answers are Wheel of Time words, which we all know are fantasy gibberish. But it's super fun, and I hope you enjoy it. But we're not here to talk about word games. We're here to talk about nerdy statistics. And here to do that with me is my friend and co-host, Matt the Innkeeper. Matt, how's it going? It's going awesome. Uh, this is uh, I'm really excited about tonight. Uh, we get to actually break down analytics of the show, you know? <laughs> Like the actual data, like data. data. science. <laughs> exactly. So I'm excited yeah. uh, to speak with a nerd that would spend the time to break down something like this. Our special guest is Camille, a software engineer who writes blog posts about various statistics of the Wheel of Time. Camille, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's uh, really nice to be here. Yeah, we're thrilled to have you here. We're thrilled to have you here. And I'll just start off with a very simple question. Why? <laughs> why, why did you make a blog post that breaks down the screen time of every single named character in the series? So some people think that I'm a brown and that I just like data for data. I don't do that for the data. I do that because I like to be right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's starting for pure spite in a sense that there was, um, so when the show was still going on, there was a lot of questions about, um, is the show being overwhelmed by like, there's too many women compared to, uh, to the books or like this character, we don't see, we don't see him enough. It, it was a lot about Ren not being seen enough or like, Egwen or Nynaeve being more of the, more important than Rand and all of those kind of things that was making me wonder, like, is it true? Like, um, was there really this difference in terms of how much men, how much men and women are like, what's the difference between the like, screen time and this kind of thing? And so I had question. And when I'm arguing with people, which I tend to do a little bit too much uh, on Twitter, <laughs> I like to have things to prove whether I am actually right or not. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, let's do that. Uh, uh, it technically wasn't the first time I was doing that for a TV show. Like I did that for a few episodes of another TV show a few years ago. So like, okay, I know this is feasible. I know I just need a bit of preparation in order or like to know, okay, how do I actually take screen time in the sense that when do you consider that the character is in the scene and when they are not? Uh, do you take, like, do you stop the count anytime the character is not in the picture? Uh, or do you make a difference whether the character is in the background or not? Uh, at some, like, at first, I wanted to make a distinction whether a character was in the background or not. Turns out that it was way too complicated in the sense that just look at the wine spring in uh, scene at, at first. There's like 13 characters. Most of them are in the background, but sometimes they are in the focus of the camera for like one second, two seconds. And at some point it gets too, too much detail. So you kind of have to make a compromise. Never too much detail. By the way, I, I love that you're collecting data to be right. Uh, it's something that Brian and I understand completely. Uh, 
talking about the books, it would always annoy us when we would talk about the books with our friends online and people would say, there's this part in the books where Tom says this. And then someone would say, what page is that on? <laughs> and they would say, I don't know. I'm at college. I don't have my books, but it's there. You know, so I love that you're like, you're the, the rationale. If you want to tell me something, just bring the proof. And you if you have the it. proof, you I'm, willing, I'm willing to have a discussion about that. Like, I, I I know, for example, there's a lot of persons that were a bit disappointed about, like, oh, a specific character was treated in the show and something. And I can completely understand that. But don't come to me and tell me that step in at more screen times and rent. No, I'm not going to be okay with that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. And you've not only done one blog post, you've done multiple blog posts now. So I, I want to know what is the, what's been the most compelling or what have been the most compelling pieces of data to you? Like what's the, what are your favorites so far of all the data that you've pulled? There's a lot of different data that I found very interesting. One, okay. That's a big question. Um, I, I look, I regularly, I regularly look at uh, balance between gender because, like, I think it's especially in fantasy show. I've watched a lot of fantasy like show or movies, and most of the time you don't have a lot of women, and that's typically very obvious very quickly. Uh, so I was curious about how the show was uh, doing as actually having some sort of balance because we do have quite a lot of important uh, female characters in the show. Uh, I was a little bit surprised in the sense that uh, it's better than a lot of shows. Uh, it's not perfect yet, which I mean, it's understandable when you look at the main characters, you have like three women and uh, four men, like if I don't remember forget yeah. anyone. So it kind of makes sense that you do have a bit more screen time for men than yep. women. Uh, you do have some a few episodes where it's like the first episode of the show, which people really complain about uh, being overwhelmed by women, is the show that is the closest in terms of balance between gender. <laughs> like it's the episode the closest. I don't remember what to say. But yeah, it's uh, so and I found that very interesting because that made me question about how do we perceive something we see? Because it's true that when we watch a media, there's a lot of, like, depending on the gender, the, the genre, the genre of the media, voila, uh, it's, uh, we may have some bias in terms of oh, how much, like, women should be on the screen and how much men should be on the screen. And sometimes when those bias are a bit reversed, we may feel like, like, when, when the bias doesn't, follow that that bias it may feel to us and like one gender is overwhelmingly present what was the what uh, was the breakdown for over all the episodes like the all season one eight episodes total do you have the percentages between men and women so for those that are like listening to this right now they're probably interested in like the the actual numbers themselves so i i was looking for it and i couldn't find it so do you have that that number so percentage, no, I do remember that uh, the men had one hour and a half more in terms of like screen time where they're actually conscious and this kind of thing. Uh, but over how many, uh, I don't remember if I did this. I don't think I did the, the percentage. No, you got you got the statuses that I didn't have. <laughs> okay, so that, that one I'm really excited. We're just inspiring future blog posts. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all we're right, doing that's here. Right. 
I, I can I can compute that so, right now. Yeah, let's do it. A live, oh, wow. live copy. I'm, I'm, because yeah, I think that I think you're right. I think I would have said if I had guessed before this and said which was it men or women that had more screen time like speaking, you know, whatever, not 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 taking into account like asleep or whatever, I probably would have said women. Uh, you know, just that was my that was my impression of watching the show. So I love that you went out and you were like, what is the reality instead of the impression? Uh, I love that. And and the fact that you're coming back with the actual numbers is it's really compelling because it, it lets us all have a conversation about the what actually happened and not about everyone's impressions. There's an interesting mix between what we think is happening, and what's actually happening, because the perception is often lopsided, right? There's a quote from Robert Jordan, and he says, the real surprise to me was that while I was designing these gender balanced societies, people were seeing matriarchies. And people, you know, <laughs> this, this idea that when we do have, when we have equal representation between men and women, it feels like women have a lot more representation because our standard view of society is that women do not have a lot of representation. And so when we see those equal numbers, it feels like an outsized number to us. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so it's really interesting, really interesting. And it's something that I've heard a lot in my life because I'm a software engineer. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm in a world that is dominated by yeah. men. Yes. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So for the numbers, for the instant time, uh, men had fifty three point five percent of the screen time and women forty six point five, which is like a good balance. Uh, but men are have a bit more than women. Yeah. That's so, uh, it's so cool that you did you just ran those numbers right now. These are like fresh off the off the excel file or whatever the file yeah but like it's surprising that i didn't compute it then that i didn't compute them <laughs> that's okay <laughs> i just love well that's the i mean that's the point of having this conversation is just kind of like what are some fun interesting uh you know data points be you know as we compare everything i think that men how many men are there from named characters as compared to women what's the What's the numbers there to give us a kind of an idea of men and women on screen? You really like to ask questions. That I don't <laughs> have, right? <laughs> well, now, <laughs> well, well, let's look at the let's look at the what we do have. Um, let's see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna count here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight women on your general distribution chart, uh, and one, two, three, four, five six men. So just on the uh, general distribution chart, there's eight women and six men. But those six men apparently have disproportionate screen time compared to the women. Well, I'm considering like all of the 55 characters. I mean, I'm, I would say maybe 29 men if I didn't mess it up while counting okay. them right now. <laughs> so 50, what's the then, what's that? Uh, I didn't do the math. It was 55 no, and 29. So you have 26 women then? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yep. That's right. So yeah, yes. 29, 26, 26 59. 53, 53, 53. 52% yeah. men and 48% women. Okay. So yeah. Wow. So that's yeah. pretty, that fits. Yeah. That yeah. I would never have guessed. First of all, I would never have guessed that there were more men than women. And I would never would have guessed that men had more screen time. <laughs> that's well, that's so, uh, that's so curious. And yeah, just. And like, and to be fair, when you look at screen time, there's one 
there's two outliers in terms of gender balance. There's this episode two because we don't have a lot of characters. Uh, Nynaeve is not there. So we have four men and two women uh, as main characters. You, we do see the white cloaks, which is like our just men. And uh, Moraine spends quite some time in conscious. So that's, that's an episode where you have men with a lot more screen time yeah. than women. And then you have another outlier episode, which is the episode six, where you have women with two hours more screen time yeah. than men. Uh, so I, without those two outlier, uh, men still would have a lot more screen time than women. Yeah, well, and what's, <laughs> what's interesting is then you look at the two, main, the two characters that we would consider like the, well, that I would have come into this thinking, well, Rand definitely is not the second most. I never would have guessed Rand being the second most, honestly. Uh, again, that's another kind of data point that surprised me. Moraine being the, the most, I would have guessed that. However, I like how you used in-scene screen time. Can you explain to the, the audience that's listening the difference between total screen time and then how you determined in-scene screen time? Yes. So uh, total screen time, I... Basically, what I do is that whenever a character enters a scene, uh, I'm starting their, their screen time. And then I, when the scene ends or when I visibly see the character leaving the scene, leaving the group, uh, the screen time stops. Uh, that doesn't take into account whether like, you have a character that is unconscious or is asleep or uh, died. Uh, I think, or do like sometimes I also count like voiceover. There's not a lot of voiceover, but like if a character is speaking, I don't see them. I still counting them. Um, and the thing is that when you're asleep, when you're unconscious, when you're dead, you're not you're not useful to the plot. Uh, so I did. So I, I still wanted to have some total screen time when this information is taken into account because it does reveal some interesting thing. Uh, I think, for example, women were unconscious three times more than men. <laughs> okay. That's such an awesome... <laughs> oh, I, saw, I remember that, yeah. That's a funny data yeah. point. I love that. Wow. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Why not? But yes. <laughs> and uh, so I, I did want to, to take that into yeah. account, but like when you're looking, for example, at, at whether a character was relevant to plot, then it's more interesting to look at the in-scene in screen time. And when you look at that, Rand is higher than Moraine because Moraine spent 10% of her time uh, unconscious or are dead in Rand's dream. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's fascinating. So Rand is the most in-scene screen time yes. for the main cast, which I believe, Brian, I don't know for you, I would never have guessed that. You know, the, the general consensus among non-readers and readers is that Rand doesn't do anything. Like, he's not, like, a lot of non-readers watching the show, they were caught by surprise that Rand was the Dragon Reborn because because they didn't see him as doing much in the show. But if you look at these numbers, he's number two, number one and number two in terms of screen time. And if you look at this, if you, all you did was look at these numbers and try to predict who the Dragon Reborn is, it's really obvious. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, exactly. I, yeah. There's something that really fascinated me is um, when the first three episodes came out, there was already a lot of person saying we don't see enough of Rand, but for those three episodes, Rand was the number two in terms of screen time. And the number one was changing between the episodes. So overall, when you look at just those three episodes, Rand was already the top. And Rand stayed the stop in terms of screen time until 
like on, for total screen like for total screen time he stayed on the top until episode six because right. suddenly Moraine has had like 55 minutes on screen time and you it's hard to beat that uh but I'm pretty sure that in terms of incense screen time, he always was the top. Yeah, and what looks like when yeah. you accumulate episodes. Yeah, it looks like it looks like Egwene might have had him after episode two just by a couple seconds. Maybe. Yeah, it was very, it was very close, close between, between the two. those two. But yeah. like by episode three, Rand was a lot in episode. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I showed yeah. that. Yeah. He was. That's that's so fascinating because right for those first three episodes, that first. I wonder if that's it. I wonder if you look at Rand's first three episodes as compared to the next three episodes. It Everyone saw the first three episodes the first weekend. And then every week, they waited a week to see an episode, waited a week to see an episode. He didn't, he only had eight minutes, then 12 minutes, then 10 minutes. It's not until the final two episodes that we get Rand again. So... I wonder if that's I wonder if that's what drove kind of that feeling among fans was you got a lot of Rand for the first weekend of the show, and then it wasn't basically until like the final two weekends of the show that Rand came back. And that's I wouldn't be surprised if that's what kind of drove the narrative. I'm gonna disagree with you. I would look at this a little bit, uh zoom out just a little bit. The amount of screen time that the uh Emmonsfield 5 got in the first three episodes is pretty consistent, except for Nynaeve because she was out of the second episode. But uh, if you look at Rand, Egwene, uh, and Matt, and Perrin, they all had basically the same amount of screen time for the first two episodes at least. And then Matt, Matt and Perrin didn't really get a lot more screen time after that, whereas Rand and Egwene did uh, in episodes uh, seven and eight. It's, it's, it's a combination of what you just said where, where he he's front-loaded, but everybody's front-loaded. And so even though he gets a lot of screen time in the first three episodes, you don't notice it because everybody else does too. Yeah, the big difference is that episode one and episode two are group episodes, episode seven and episode eight. Like episode seven especially is another group episode, uh, but like three, four, five, and six are... Well, no, six is a Moraine episode, but right. like three, four, five, uh, everyone is separated. Yes. Uh, so you don't really get this big group scene, but that also means that when you're looking at the specific screen time, they are usually more valuable because you're less a character in the background. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is. For those listening, Rand has, you know, over two and a half hours of total screen time. And that is the most among the cast. Uh, Moraine is close, but the next highest after that is Egwene, and she has about two and a, two and a quarter, uh, two hours, you know, and fifteen minutes of screen time. It looks like you know, or so. And then yeah, it's just two fifteen exactly. For and then you have Lan, who only has two, and then it goes down from there. Perrin shows just about, you know, it's close to two, you know, maybe like an hour fifty. It's one fifty. It's one fifty for Perrin, one forty three for Nynaeve, and one thirty. And Matt probably would have been closer to. I would imagine, if we had gotten Matt for the last two episodes, he probably would have been closer to Perrin. That's my guess. I would guess that he and Perrin probably would have had a similar amount of screen time, if we had. Probably even closer to Lan. Oh yeah, and Matt. Yeah, that's that's true. Matt could have gone even. It just depends on what they would have done with Matt in, in in the final two episodes. Seven and eight. Yeah. But yep. yeah, if you just took the if you just took Perrin's time uh, from seven and eight and put it onto Matt, then Matt would have been closer, like you said. Matt might have almost 
yeah, like you said, uh, I'm trying to look at that. 25 minutes plus five, 30 minutes on the mat would have put him over over two hours. So yeah, he would have been yeah. over land. Matt would have been likely the fourth of the of the yes. seven. That's oh man, that's fascinating. That's hard. yeah, that's hard. Yeah, uh, that that, yeah. that would have changed. I, I'm sure that would have changed our feelings about Matt. Uh, you know, <laughs> at the audience level and kind of what plots they had set up there. I mean, obviously the plotting itself would have changed, but it's really fascinating to see that Matt would have had that much time. That means Nynaeve really was planned to have the least amount of screen time of the seven for the first season. And it's half an hour to, to recover from, and you you rarely recover from that, uh, except if you're Maureen Damodred and you get an episode with 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that's a lot. She does, I mean, that's that's what they said, right? That I think Rafe said that that's her point of view episode, basically, was... was, was the, yeah, yeah, I think it was, look, it's my favorite, so, I mean... Uh, yeah, no, it makes sense. I'm, I'm biased. Well, I think having the view <laughs> of a singular character gives us more of a book feel. So I think it's a powerful episode yeah. in that sense of being with, you know, a, a character for that long. You you kind of get a feel for everything that's going on from their point of view. I think that's – I didn't realize that Rand had had so much time in episode seven. That, that one kind of surprised me a bit. But like you're saying, Brian, it's similar to all of – it's like Rand, Egwene, Perrin, and Nynaeve. Well, episode seven had this scene with uh, Lan and his family. Uh, oh, with and Nynaeve, Nynaeve yeah. in, in the alley. So that was quite a bit of time that he he picked up there. Um, but what I, what I think is interesting about this is it, it, there's actually another uh, chart you have here about uh, total time and show length per character, uh, with Moraine at about forty percent of uh, the. She's in about forty percent of the show. Um, and then it goes Moraine, Rand, Egwene, Lan, Perrin, Nynaeve, Matt. And Matt is at like 22.5%. And then from there, it drops very dramatically. Leandrin and Suan are next at, uh, what is that, like 7 and 6%? 8, 8% for Leandrin and 7% for Suan. 8 and 7% for that. Like That's a pretty huge drop after we, we yeah. leave the Amosfield 5. I think that's really interesting. Like it, it's really obvious who the main characters are. And as much as Leandrin is when she's on screen, she's bigger than life. Um, but you know, she's not on screen that much as much as you might think. In terms of screen time, uh, to give a comparison, Matt is at one hour and 30 minutes for in scene and Leandrin is at 32 minutes. So it's like already an hour of drop. Right. That's like an hour of, yeah, that's nuts. And and I think if you ask any anyone who watched the show to, to like, dis, maybe they don't remember their names, but you just describe the character you saw the most on there, a lot of them would probably pick Leandrin just because she's so distinctive on screen. Anyway, I, I think that's a really interesting drop off there that, that uh, is worth talking about, I guess. To that drop off point, I I think that's that's the time a lot of, you know, or fans out there are like, but don't give time to anybody else. Give time to our just the seven, you know. Uh, but right. don't give twenty minutes to step in. It's only twenty minutes, twenty-two minutes. But it seems like it was too much. Yeah, yeah. The, the twenty-two <laughs> minutes. There's a, there are definitely some fans who want those twenty-two minutes back for somebody else, uh, loyal or something. Uh, I mean, Logan actually had just a, a little bit less than step in, right? Um, 
he, he has a bit less than step in, but technically step in also has like three minutes where he's dead. Oh, and gotcha. Like... Right, right, right. So yeah, so... that's yeah. I see. Stepin was in the scene, but not in screen time. I gotcha. Uh, yes. So I'm kind of curious then from your methodology. You were saying that you basically you're watching a character. Are you trying to do like multiple at the same time? Do you have like seven stopwatches and it's like Matt, right now, or are you just doing like oh, no. one at a time each time you watch it? Yeah, how many times did you watch the show to uh, to figure Only this out? Only once. What? Because I, so basically, basically what I do is that I have a spreadsheet and I have the list of all the characters on one side, and every time that someone shows up on the, on on the screen, I like I stop the time, I write on the time, and then I took notes of everyone that is smart. In the scene. <laughs> so how long did that and, take you to do? I mean, per, for an hour episodes, when you're used to it, it's maybe an hour and a half, but mm. it's it's the easy part because then you have to like you know do the math, uh, but. Like same thing. Like for example, when I did this breakdown just for Rand, uh, which was like um, suppose that I put like uh, a week ago or something like that, uh, it took me a bit of time because I was like also figuring out what type of data would be interesting to show uh, see, and how do you compute? Uh, or can I compute that from what I've already uh, what what I already have? So it's a more complicated and, uh, process for those because you had to think more about. Each, what you're looking at yeah but like for example for moraine it was a lot faster because oh yeah i kind of know what what could be interesting i know how to compute that and i remember what excel function can mm -hmm. actually be useful mm -hmm. and uh yeah that's so fascinating uh that makes so much sense like i probably would have been stupid and like done one at a time <laughs> or something <laughs> like i like now you're saying that like that makes so much sense. did you categorize the type of time so you would say stops and then would you give it some kind of notion of what it is, like uh, a voiceover? How did you, uh, yeah, yes. okay, so you also would do that. So so basically, like in my table, it's like X, you're in the scene, V, you're doing a voiceover, S, you're asleep, mm. uh, D, you're dead, and U, you're unconscious. Nice, that's mm. smart. Yeah. Mm. And then it just, <laughs> if that, if that uh, line contained an X, then take into account the time, this kind yeah. of thing, it's uh, a lot of, what this tells me is that this wasn't spontaneous nerdery. This was planned, premeditated. Pre I'm going to sit down and be a nerd for, <laughs> you know, 12 hours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and I still have like stupid ideas like that where I could lose even more time. Like I, it was two days ago where someone on one of my Tumblr posts asked me, okay, it was a bit of a strange question because they were wondering about screen time uh, in scene where you were passing the Bechtel test. Uh, so I don't know if you're familiar with that test, but basically what that say is that uh, do you have a scene where you have two women talking to each other, those two women are named and they don't talk about the man. Which sounds interest an interesting data to have. But absolutely not uh, compatible with the type of data that I have right now. <laughs> and uh, that, I mean, that could be something interesting to look into, but I wouldn't be doing that just to look at that thing specifically, because then that asks another question in the sense that what are the topics we're talking about uh, a lot of the time? How much time did we spend talking about the one power or the world bound or like the wheel of time, like the reincarnation mythology? So yeah, two days ago I was like, should I? 
look at like speaking time and make comparison with the script and then categorize each each freaking line by like a scene that is being <laughs> talked about I'm like am i crazy like that and i don't know you'll see in a few months if i am indeed well, crazy well, uh, no so you've just brought up a really interesting point the bechdel test I, I look at how they treated the search for the dragon reborn since they made it since they made it genderless uh it could be a man or a woman if I said I were talking about the Dragon Reborn, they weren't necessarily talking about a man. And therefore, if two I said I are talking about the Dragon Reborn, it passes the Bechdel test. Passes the Bechdel test. <laughs> Otherwise. Except, okay. ex except if you're talking about a specific dragon, like yes, a specific true. false like, Dragon Reborn. Yeah. And in that case, you don't. Exactly. No, no, that's true. <laughs> but, but what's funny is I would think to the Dragon Reborn, I, I would think about like the Wheel of Time. And I'm like, how often are I said I talking about the Dragon Reborn? Probably all the, like a lot. Like on the search for the Dragon Reborn, where's the Dragon Reborn at? So it is funny that 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 would have probably been harder to pass in this show if they had not done that. <laughs> Honestly, no. No. Okay. Because so no, I so. Following that yeah. question, I actually like, okay, good. You have uh, the data. About CDs. <laughs> okay. No, I didn't. Don't have to do that. No, no, no. don't tell me like that. Uh, but no, but like I, I kind of thought about the different episode and to figure out whether at least each episode were passing the Bechdel test. And for most of the episode, it's pretty easy to find a scene where two women characters are talking about something that is not a man. Uh, at like some part of the conversation, maybe about a man, but you're gonna have like part of the conversation that is not about. I think the one that was a bit more tough to find uh, a conversation like that was regarding the episode two, because Maureen is unconscious, so Nynaeve doesn't interact with her. Uh, when she sees Lyrian at the end, it's to talk about the Force Dragon Reborn. But then there's still Igwen that was uh, talking with the Tuat Tuatan. Uh, and you have this conversation between Naila and Egwen, and like there's other person around, but you still have a group talking together with two character, two name ca female character, and it's not about nice. men. Okay. So yeah. It's you okay. You should it. do it, Camille. You should do it. <laughs> go get this. Go get the data. Yes. Use up your value, valuable time to uh, satisfy mass curiosity. I don't have valuable time. <laughs> like, I... So so what what if there was some kind of like modified Bechdel test, we'll call it the hatch test, <laughs> where uh, we actually measure if two people are on screen and they're, whether or not they're talking about the dragon reborn uh, versus just like someone of the opposite gender. So maybe, maybe there's a maybe there's a, a hatch test. Oh, so yeah, when you're there. tabulating this, you could do like B or H. You know, and so it's like the Bechdel test or the Hatch test. Or the yeah. H test. The hatch <laughs> what I wanted to do instead is that whenever you have a speaking time, like whenever someone is saying something, like all of the scripts of the episode are already available online. So it shouldn't be too complicated. Like every time there's a sentence that is being said, you mark down uh, when does a sentence start it, when does it stop, for who was talking and to who could be also inter interesting information. You could even make some, make some distinction between are you talking to or are you talking with someone? So are you making exposition uh, drop or are you actually having a discussion with someone? That could be also a distinction you can make. And if you then look at what is being said, I'm pretty sure you could fit most of like the sentence set into different type of categories. Category need to be defined, but 
you could have some obvious one about is it the dragon like are you talking about the dragon reborn are you talking about reincarnation are you talking about the world of bond are you talking about the one power or its work and how it work it's it's working anyway so so when are you going to do this (laughs) (laughs) i i think i'm going to try to do one episode and see how that goes uh probably next weekend if i don't have anything it's it's COVID anyway, and uh, life is pretty quiet. <laughs> so, I love it. I, this I is the, this is the best kind of nerd stuff. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. by the way, you, I was like, yeah, back to all test. No, no, no. I love that you're like to all dialogue. Like who's talking? You know who's talking? Who's being talked to? So not only in screen time, but now it's going to be like in screen dialogue time. So you can like is Rand only? Is he in most of like? Is he in like the the number one as far as screen time, but is somebody else the number one as far as speaking in screen time as compared to Rand? So is that does that lead people to believe? Or are we going to find out that Rand is actually speaks the most and is in the most <laughs> scenes and everyone was just totally like freaking out over nothing? I can probably already give you an answer to that. Uh, there's another person on Tumblr who was doing speaking time analysis. Uh, I don't think they done for episode eight, but they did for episode one to, to seven. And like Moraine is definitely the top one in yeah, that yeah, case because she does she does a lot of expedition. She speaks for three minutes nonstop for the management oh, speech. Right, right. She has all of that like. But she does important exposition, and that's also something you kind of see in the books. So uh, I'm pretty fine with that. Now, uh, but I'm now I'm curious of Ray, who's if number I... two. Yeah, like up to episode seven. So without counting episode eight, which had a lot of friends, Egwin was number two. But there was wait, no, that's only for episode seven. Uh, Rand was number two. Oh, if Rand's number two at episode and seven, then Rand's going to be number definitely I, number two. He's got a lot not, of yeah. He's got a lot in episode yeah. eight. So. He's not going to be able to to catch up on Moraine because Moraine has at least twelve minutes more of speaking time. Yeah, that's probably true. Like I'm thinking about that episode, he'll catch up a little bit, I would imagine, but not. Yeah, but not not enough to to catch up on that. Like I think because speaking time, you don't reach the same amount yeah. of like the same huge numbers that I can get because. Usually you have only one person uh, talking yeah. uh, at a time. So at most, we're going to have the long, the total length of the show, which was uh, seven hours and 13, mini- 13 minutes, uh, yeah. which is quite lower than I expected. <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> I know, right? Uh, 10 hours would have been nice. Uh, so uh, about that, <laughs> since you're looking at those numbers from a speaking time up to the episode seven, what does Moraine have? What was her total speaking time? Hmm. Let me see the tools. She had twenty nine minutes thirty seven seconds. Okay. So twenty. Okay. Uh, plus plus one minute thirty of of voiceover at some point. That's. Uh. So thirty one minutes, and Rand is half that. It's fifteen minutes forty seconds. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah. there is a big difference between Moraine and other characters. Yeah. No. That, that's. Um, yeah. So cross. You know. Uh, cross comparing those, or sorry, comparing those numbers uh, between the speaking time and then the in screen t- in scene time, and I wonder if that is somewhat driving you know fans' impressions about like actually getting to know some of these characters is how much they're speaking versus how much they're just there in the scene itself. 
Yeah, that's that's also why I looked at also another type of data, which was uh, how much time do you spend in big scene, like in scene with a lot of named character or in scene with not a lot of named character. And because that's if you're in a big group, you have a bit, you have usually a bit less opportunity to for character development because you you have a higher chance of being among the background characters. Uh, but when you have a lot of duo scene, then you're interact, you're directly interacting with someone, which means like even if you're the one listening, it still means something because you're depending on what the other person tells you, it also says stuff about you, in a yeah. sense. Uh, and when you look at duo scene, Rand has more duo, duo scenes than Mori, like, which is also an interesting thing, I guess. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, so speaking times plays a lot, but you know, it's all of those in the end, they're still numbers and they only give like part of the picture. And that's something that uh, sometimes uh, people tell me, well, yes, but screen time doesn't mean anything. And uh, it's it, it just a number. And, and I say, yes, yes, it's just a number. It's just part of the picture. Uh, and part of the general feeling about about the the, the show in general, uh, and it's that's why it's important sometimes to look at different type of numbers like speaking time, screen time, like what topics are being talked about, who who are you spending the most time with, uh, right? Like I don't know if you saw that. So you told me you haven't looked at the post about rent right i haven't seen it yeah but maybe just describe it for everybody yeah so uh i'm just gonna give you a question uh who do you think Rand spends the most duo time with maureen i mean i think everybody spends the most time with maureen um screen time like in screen time in instant screen time uh, i mean i, I want to say matt I would say Matt or Moraine. Yes. But yeah. It's it's absolutely Matt. Yeah, because episodes two and three, they spend the whole episode uh, together. And five a bit, right? Yes. And five too. Yeah. And five, yeah. Like because those numbers are usually not not big. Like uh, you have uh, Matt spending almost fifteen minutes of duo time with Rand. Uh Iguan mm. had about thirteen minutes. Including uh, three minutes where you know it's not really Gwen, it's fake Gwen in uh, the dream at the end of episode eight. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then you have Moraine that is at twelve fifty-two, twelve minute fifty. Interesting. Yeah. That, see, even something like that is so fascinating. <laughs> I I feel like you could just keep going and going and going. Which the dialogue? Uh, that's my yeah. issue. <laughs> keep, keep going. That's what. That's the. That's the lesson that we're learning. <laughs> yeah. Right now, like so far, what I'm doing is that I'm I'm focusing on uh, main cast. So I've done Rand and Moraine, and I probably keep going with uh, Egwen, Lan, Perry, and Matt to see who they are spending their time with, uh, whether that tells me important information or not. Like. One information that I found surprising, for example, is that Perrin actually doesn't have much, a lot of duo, a, a, a lot of scene in duo, which kind of is a bit consistent with the general feeling that Perrin was underdeveloped, which I, I do think was a bit true. But other, yeah. That may be an interesting one, like so, actually how much dialogue. So whenever the other individual who's doing on, on Tumblr 
finishes episode eight, I'd really be curious about just total, just the raw numbers for each one of the cast members. Because I do wonder how little dialogue Perrin has in comparison to everyone else, or if it's not as small of a number as I think it is. The speaking time one is by Petracore101, by the way, I think is the right person. Yeah. Just want to give credit to, yeah, to nice. Petracore nice job. for, yeah, for, for doing that. So, sorry. No, Carry no, that's good. Uh, how much, how many, uh, up to the episode seven was Perrin, how much dialogue had Perrin had at that point? Perrin was about eight minutes. Eight minutes. Okay. Uh, which is even lower than Swan. Swan is at nine nine thirty, and then you get uh, Lan at uh, eleven forty five. Lan and Matt usually have like they have actually. Yeah, if Lan is talking more time. than somebody else. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. If yeah. Lan is talking more than another <laughs> main that. cast member, then then you know that they are getting really really. Uh, a small amount of dialogue. I wonder if I wonder if there was just more dialogue for Perrin that it just got cut, you know, from the editing. It's you possible. Know? Well, he's he's Perrin's not supposed to talk much. If you, I mean, you read you read the first book. Perrin doesn't talk that much. There's a lot of internal dialogue with yeah. him. So I, I imagine. Uh, I'm curious about um, on your do a deep dive into Rand and Moraine. You you have like a duo session and a trio session, uh, and Moraine doesn't get the trio session because she. What didn't really interact with trios, yeah. Um, but I, I'm wondering if, like, if, if there's anything interesting about the fact that um, Rand speaks one on one with other people for I don't know over an hour in the series, and but not really in trios. Like in the trios, it's like three three minutes with, with just two other characters, uh, which is a lot more face to face. I wonder if it's just an artifact of television where it's just more interesting when characters are one-on-one or in big groups but not necessarily three people on the screen you know three's a three's a crowd on tv i guess i mean i think it also depends on the actual situation where those characters are because like rand spend a lot of time with matt he spent also a lot of time with matt and tom or matt and dana uh but other than that there's not there's not many situations where you see three characters on the screen so far. Right. I mean, you see uh, Matt and Dana, Matt and Tom, Matt and Perrin. Uh, and that's, yeah. you know, kind of it. I mean, everything else is seconds. Pretty small, yeah. And same thing like for, for Maureen, I think she has uh, interesting time with... Alana and Logan, but technically it's like a duo time because Logan was not doing anything. That's also that's also an issue with like the fact that I did not make any distinction between background and not background characters because right. sometimes you have two characters interacting with each other, but they're like in a big scene. Uh, like for example, since we were talking about Perrin, Perrin talks uh, as a discussion with uh, Rand. Uh, in the one spring in, but that's not going to count as a duo scene because it's like there's 13 characters right. in total in that scene. Uh, he also had a discussion with Matt at Shadow Lugov, but I think even this one did not count as a duo because in the background you, had La- you have Len that is right. still kind of there. For my purposes, I would say that they don't count if they're just in the back. But I think uh, Alvaro Morte yeah. would uh, and Daniel Henney would complain if I said they didn't count in that scene because they were totally acting. Yes, 
I, I, I agree with you. I think they should not count, but I don't have the details yeah. needed to make them not count. Right. So, so, right. So, uh, I mean, that's an editorial decision and, and not necessarily facts, right? And, uh, and we, we want to be right here. We don't want to be, you know, opinionated. We want to be correct. So we have to stick to the facts. That's what we but have But I to wonder do. if that's, I wonder if the lack, uh, you know, a lot of the scenes that are just two, sometimes three people, we don't get a lot of the reunion-esque kind of chatter. And so I think that was somewhat missing for me. Like when they get the, when they get all together for the, like uh, the way gate, it's like they get hugs in and then she does like a, Maureen does like this big like speech and then they leave. But they, you don't hear them telling each other stories. You don't hear them kind of catching up. You, even when you get to Faldara, you know, you have them kind of go to the, to the bar with Min, but then Moraine kind of going over and talking to Min, and they're kind of in the background chatting a little bit. Uh, you, I, I feel like maybe that took away some of that sense of, I don't know, kinship between the between all of them. Yeah, but you're talking about a TV show, and you, you can't rehash what the what we've already seen. Otherwise, that's wasting valuable. No, I get time, it. So. I get it. I know. Yeah. I. But yeah, I, I get your point. Like there, there weren't enough of the reunion things, I guess. And one of the thing, one of the thing about the reunion is that right after the reunion, they kind of lo lose someone. So the first few minutes of episode six, which like episode seven, that could have been a bit more about catching up, where you do have like a few minutes where they're actually talking about the fact that Matt didn't, didn't right. join. Uh, so maybe we lose a bit uh, of that kind of uh, reunion thing because of that. It's hard to say how the episode would have been. Uh, yeah, you couldn't. Yeah, yeah I, I get that they can't spend too much time, but I, some of those are my favorite, right? When they go into the ways and like Loyal's talking and then Rand's talking behind him, and like, oh my, you know, like there's some of the when they're in a big group and chatting a bit that I, uh, that aspect of the of the show I wanted a bit more of, if that makes sense, you know. Uh, and we, I feel like we lost some of that, especially because Moraine and Rand go off to the eye of the world by themselves. You know, and then it's like more and then Egwene and, and Nynaeve go down over here to try to help out in the battlefield. And then Loyal and Perrin are, you know, together and they have the whole scene with Pat and Fane and they get split up again in ways that, uh, you know, I guess I don't know if it's just being a book reader or whatever. I, I wanted some more of a group dynamic moments. Than you know what? Uh, there's some nerd out there who's going to do an analysis, a deep dive analysis into what they actually talked about. <laughs> and it's going to turn out that 36% of all dialogue <laughs> was exactly what you're talking uh, yeah. about. Some and uh, you just didn't, you missed it because you were too busy right. thinking about the book. I know. And, uh, <laughs> and too busy distracted by, you know, the color of the people and whether their outfits uh, were the right thing. And yeah, yeah. You're just, I wish some nerd would do that. Some nerd should it's find out. Not me. Out. I'm not nerd. I'm not. I'm not disciplined enough. S to some do that. nerd should like. And Camille's busy, so it's gonna be. <laughs> she got. She got other things maybe to worry Petra, about. Maybe so Petra. Be... Petra is the other. The other individual. Maybe Petra is willing. Petra's busy. Get the. They gotta do episode but they're eight. Breaking down. They're breaking down dialogue, so they would know, right? Like maybe. Yeah, uh, they might know. Maybe we'll have a, a reunion episode with uh, Camille and Petra and, uh, <laughs> and and do a deep dive into all of this. Seriously, I mean that's what I mean. Yeah. What is what is next for you here, uh, Camille? Like, what are you hoping? Like, do you see an end in sight? I guess. No. 
Nice. That's the right answer. Correct. Yes, no, because correct like, okay, the show ended up a month ago. I still haven't been able to watch anything that is not real time related. So I'm still, you could know, I'm entering the longing, but I haven't made up, like I haven't done a break yet from the show. So I'm wondering whether it's going to continue until next year or if at some point I'm going to be able to move on a little bit for a few months until you know season two comes out here's what what would be interesting for you to do in preparation for season two which is to go through the books and count up all the dialogue in the books and all the screen time in the books and see and see who's talking to what and how long and whether logan's in the background or not uh, and compare that to the to the show. Yeah, no, no, no way I can do this kind of uh, this kind of thing. Don't even give me bad ideas like that. But I'm I'm actually. Uh. So, so the funny thing is that so I finished, uh, I finished the books for the first time this summer. Uh, I studied them like 15 years ago, but that's that's a detail. Uh, and I'm currently rereading the first book, which is nice because I kind of didn't remember it before watching the show. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of noting some differences, but also noting some obvious like Easter egg between the show and the books, and that that has been pretty interesting. So yeah, I mean that's a great that's a great segue. You know, why did you end up picking up the books? Are you have you always been kind of a fantasy nerd? Uh, you know, or yeah, yeah. My dad is a huge fantasy nerd. Like he, he got to, he got our family to play D and D when we were like in middle school and high school. So that's the type of nerd. My, my mom is not a fantasy nerd at all, but she like support it. <laughs> but yeah, so my dad was really excited to have some like some kids that uh, were into fantasy. And so he basically gave me everything that he liked. Uh, but the reason why it took me so long to finish the, uh, the Wheel of Time books is because the translation is still not fin- completed in French. Oh. So uh, it's a bit of a mess. <laughs> That yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, do you have siblings that also read the Wheel of Time, or? Uh, I think my twin sister has read them. I don't know whether she has finished them, and I have one little sister that tried it. Uh, I'm not sure she went far. Does your dad? I mean, he was a fantasy nerd. Does he? He doesn't know the, the end. He doesn't speak English at all. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, they have translations. They have, uh, <laughs> well, no, the, the, last, the last two books in French still haven't come out. So, uh, so, so yeah, hopefully next year, I think. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. That, that'd be awesome. So that makes a lot of sense why you've kind of, uh, taken a little bit of time to finish, finish the series. Uh, but we're glad to have you. We're so glad that you did because this is fascinating. Uh, you know, hopefully every one of our listeners will go and check out, uh, the Tumblr, posts that you have here. I like that you kept on making posts. I had no idea that you were keeping, <laughs> that you kept going. So I love that. I don't think there should be any end to this. No, no. I mean, you, you gave Camille some some uh, time some time in the spotlight this week. So totally committed to making more. You got to keep that uh, adrenaline going and, and, you know, the endorphins flowing. I'm, so. I'm just really... It's an, it's an addiction, Camille. It's an yes, addiction it's to be on the Guthrie Wheel. But I'm, I'm really happy that actually some other people find that are interesting uh like i nobody like math but it seems like they like that so um i mean I, as long as some people are actually interesting and make it going with some other weird stats whatever i can well, make up i was serious that uh we brian and i we met speaking about the wheel of time on a website i created back in 1998 so 
we've been doing this and what we what we realized soon after beginning to talk about these books was the only fun way to talk about them <laughs> was with the data because otherwise you're just in in insane conversations with insane people because you'll say something like no i just picked up my book and on page 57 it it doesn't say what you think it says and they'll be like no right. i read it they must have changed it <laughs> you know like <laughs> you just have some old oh, some old copy of the book and they changed it and that's how the conversations would often go. So I, I love this. This is, this, is, this is why I can't get into conversations often, like on Facebook and elsewhere. People will make statements and my brain will say, No. Uh, I don't, yeah. I, you, you don't know and I don't know and neither of us has the data. Yeah. And I'm not going to just start a conversation with you unless I have the data. And I don't have time to go get the data. So let me go check out Camille's blog. And then I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, no. there, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people who are, you know try to try to theorize about things or ask questions about things where the answer is we don't know. There is no evidence either way. Um, or you know the boring answer is it sounded cool. You know whatever that might be. You know why does Luz Theron just magically disappear from Dragon Mount and or disappear from his house and reappear on Dragon Mount? Like where'd the portal go? Well. It sounded cool, and Robert Jordan just hadn't figured out traveling yet. And like, but people try to work it into the into the like metaphysics of the world, and it just kind of doesn't work. And there's a lot of those kinds of conversations um, about about that. And you know, you just have to you keep having to go back to the books. You have to go back to the canon, and you have to say, no, 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 this is all that the book says. There is no everything else is pure speculation. And so this this having like numbers. And, and data, hard data to this information that you've shared, Camille, is like really fascinating because you're right. You are right. Congratulations, you're right. You can just point <laughs> at this thing and say, I'm right and you're wrong. And, and that's awesome because there's not, there's so much to the wheel of time that you can't actually do that. You can't say I'm right or you're wrong. It's like agree to disagree and you walk away. The thing right? is that some people, even when you put numbers in front of them or when you put like, quotation from the books, they're still going to tell you, no, you're wrong. And I've, I've right. seen that a lot, like after episode six, because suddenly there was a lot of persons that are like, no, Moraine and Swan, nothing ever happened with each other. I'm like, New Spring, <laughs> all <laughs> yeah, of the quotes. Right. And actually, like, there's, there's actually like someone on Twitter that just took a screenshot of all of the quotes where it's like, it's, they are obviously more than friends and they made a long thread of that. And I found that hilarious. <laughs> but even those, uh, and like you said, there's always going to be people that you put, yeah. even if you come with the receipts, they're just going to be like, you made those up or I have my yeah. own. But I, I, I don't yeah. Or, or they'll just say like, <laughs> well, I know what I read. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, dismiss whatever you said. And well, I, whenever I'm talking, I saw about like screen time and anything I like, I usually like also say that hey, sometimes I may have made a mistake. When I was doing my like uh, recap for the whole season, I found a few small mistakes that I did for some episodes, so I corrected that. Uh, mistakes can be made. Uh, the data is not perfect, and if someone was to do the same thing than me, maybe they would use a different way of capturing screen time and would end up with like small differences or like sometimes big differences because it really depends on how you are counting up stuff. Uh, if, for example, they stop counting whenever a character is in the background, maybe they will have some completely different result. And that's fine. It's just uh, it's just going to be different results that you may not be able to compare because you cannot compare apples and oranges and this kind of thing. 
99.99% of the people will never <laughs> spend the amount of time you spent to be able to check your numbers. So yeah, I understand people are like, well, I'm not going to believe anything until I check. I do my own numbers. And they're like, well, you're never going to believe anything because <laughs> you'll never do the numbers. <laughs> I just think it's awesome that, you know, that you've, you've taken a look at them and that we can actually like have fun talking about this. Like you said, it has to be someone and you pointed this out. It just has to be someone who wants to know the facts and talk about the facts, right? You're not coming in with like proving a point. You're like, I want to, here's the, my hypothesis that people are wrong when they think that Rand isn't part of the, you know, and can the, do the numbers hold up? And I, I love that. I, I love that. I hope everyone starts doing that. I mean, we have a, hopefully I would imagine at least a year <laughs> to break down the data and ask more questions. And once we have your Bechdel and Hatch test numbers, those will be fun to discuss. <laughs> and so, you know, as, as you keep on adding to your list of-, of Don't let data. it get to your head, man. Don't let it go to your head. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to this. Thank you so much for, uh, this, is, this has been a blast. Yeah, Camille, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're really happy to have you here. This is super nerdy and we are super nerds and you are one of us. This is awesome. Thank you so Thank much you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. This is actually the first podcast I'm doing like on Wheel of Time. So uh, I, oh, I yeah, this is great. I, I got like this morning. I just found out that another person told about like talked about my my data on on a YouTube video, and I was like, this is the first time this is happening to me. I'm so happy. <laughs> It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I think Mabel. You deserve it. You deserve it. Like all of your hard work here is just really amazing. Everybody should see it. Everybody should go look at it. I will put the links in the description of the podcast. So uh, you will get more traffic, hopefully, from people who are listening to this. If you're listening to this podcast and you are interested to see the raw hard numbers, Camille has links to the spreadsheet. I believe she has links to uh, all the, the diagrams and charts and lots of detailed analysis, much more than we got into on here. Just go check it out. It's on Tumblr. There's on Twitter. It's on the Dusty Wheel. It's now on Barside Chats podcast. Uh, it's everywhere. It's taken the world by storm. So congratulations, <laughs> Camille, for all of that. You're, you're now famous. Uh, but thank you for coming on the show. We really, really, really loved having you. Appreciate it. And Matt, it's always great to have you on the pod. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. I, I love I love this kind of stuff. I love that Camille uh, signed up to get more data. And uh... <laughs> why, why did I even talk about that? Like, no, no, that I thought about that. I, I'm going to have to do that because I'm going to need to prove that, again, either I'm right or I'm yes. wrong, but I'm going to need to prove something. <laughs> We can just make some false claims and then Camille will feel compelled to, to prove us wrong. Yeah. Oh, that's a good um, idea. And, and that's, that's how we motivate Camille that's a good here. Idea. I, uh, I'm going to send, I'm going to think about some false claims I can make about the, about the show <laughs> and, and reply to Camille's posts. I love it. Oh gosh. All right. If you are a fan of the podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend about us and we'll see you next time at the bar side. Barside Chats is a Dusty Wheel production, jointly hosted by Brian the Gleeman and Matt the Innkeeper. If you would like to support this podcast, please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, or you may email us at podcast at thedustywheel.com.